The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to, on the podcast vendor of your choice, whether that's Apple, Google Play, or Spotify, or I think Stitcher. There are other podcast things. They exist. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. Or you're just listening to the podcast on our site. I guess people can do that. That's yeah. a thing that can be done as well. Uh, I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating her 36th birthday today. Happy birthday to Pippa Middleton. Mm. Okay. Sure. Anybody? No. No? no? That's definitely a uh, I live with Jen Tepper moment. That right is there. definitely a I have a wife moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, no specific kind of wife. Uh, yeah. Who's into that sort of news. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was definitely right. into that kind of news. Yeah. She was like, whenever, whenever w- her sister, Kate or whatever, was knocked up. Sure. She uh, is that the right is that the medical term? <laughs> That's the medical term for the, the term for the monarchy. Uh, yeah, for the monarchy. The documentary. She was like, up. "Did you hear?" <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, uh, hear what?" Yeah. I was like, "Did like did did Teague get a move in a running back or right. something like that?" She's like, yeah. "No, Kate Middleton's pregnant." Oh wow. I'm like, neat. Yeah. Are you the father? Is that why this yeah. is news? In the <laughs> I was like, I was like, is it my fault? Because <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> now I do drink a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, first four through the door, Guy Frazier, Chester Bradley, Christopher Venetia, and Daniel Agnew. What's up, y'all? Sitting to my right, the Stefan Urkel to my Steve Urkel, our West African prince, sure. Ishmael Johnson. Okay. That's a good one. I like Thank that you. One. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Might be dating yourself. A welcome back. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, well, my my love of my thing? love of Family Matters is well documented. Right. Family Matters is an elite television show oh, all time. For sure. Is this streaming yeah. anywhere? Can we watch like, God, Family Matters? What a anyone? great question. <laughs> Hold on. Can we I've watch just Family Matters? Matters streaming. Let's see. Because, I mean, why don't we Apparently, have it thrown on? Apparently, uh, Hulu has it. Oh, okay. We got Hulu. I got Hulu. We, we can do Hulu. Hulu. We can do Hulu. Oh, 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 I think we know what we're doing all weekend. Okay. okay today. <laughs> Football be damned. <laughs> today is Friday, September 6, 2019. 83 days until Thanksgiving. That's our new uh, Friday Night Lights. For this <laughs> just, next just, off just season. run through the family. <laughs> through family matters. Uh, 83 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 811. 811, the number of strikeouts per nine uh, for Aaron Seeley in 1999. That was an AL West champion, Texas Rangers squad. On today's show, guys, we are announcing the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. And then it is Mailbag Friday, the inaugural Mailbag Friday of the 2019 Texas High School football season. We'll be answering your questions on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. In the comments below, uh, get your questions down there. We will answer as many as we can. We They're have, flying in already. We have a hard out at about one, so uh, we will go until then. Oh, uh, that's as, generous. As long Look as you, at you being generous this well, week. Well, you know, I, I am extremely hungry, but... Do you feel bad about last week? Is that why we're doing this? Yeah, part, partially, because yeah. I know, like, I don't know. I, I feel like, this is me... I feel like Mailbag Friday has become a staple. It has. And I think people really... Got to give the people what they want. I think people look forward to Mailbag Friday. I would agree with and that. And so when yeah. we're not able to give it to them, then, yeah. you know, make up for it. So yeah. uh, we'll go until 1 o'clock doing uh, questions coming up here after we take care of a little bit of business and pay some bills. So Yay. here's this. Okay. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, along with Wells Fargo, and in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noon, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's awards. Based on the previous week's on-field performance, voting has now closed at TexasFootball.com, but if you want to get in on next week, then it will be up on Monday. We do have a winner. A lot of votes cast, but our winner and the Week 1 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is... It's already up. I, I can see that, but you're just, uh, there's still a podcast listener. No. Mount Enterprise running back Kendra Miller, who carried the ball 14 times for 417 yards, 
and seven touchdowns uh, in Mount Enterprise's big week one win. Congratulations to all the nominees. Sonora's Brock Ashenbeck, Lindsay's Colt Shuckers, El Paso Hanks' Michael Blanco, Highland Park's Chandler Morris, Rockwall's Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, Laredo United's Wayo Huerta, Bridgeland's Dylan Goffney, Jim Ned's Josh Kelso, and Weatherford's Des Forrest. But a very special congratulations to our week one Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, Mount Enterprise running back Kendra Miller. Very well deserved whenever you average something like 28 yards per carry Decent. and a touchdown every other time you touch the ball. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. <clears throat> Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches across the state with the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and lets fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Four great candidates this week, but there can only be one. It's actually very tight, down to the wire. Like we were literally refreshing it as the as the uh, it was kind of finishing up. But we do have a winner. The week one built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is. It's already up. It's already up. Been up for a while. San Antonio MacArthur defensive coordinator Kevin Hurst. Uh, the Brahma's defense held San Antonio Marshall to just 192 yards of total offense, earning their first shutout win since 2009 with a 23-0 victory. Congratulations to all the nominees. New Diana defensive coordinator Donovan King, Corpus Christi Miller offensive coordinator Ruben Garcia, Tohoka offensive coordinator Justin Gorman, but a very special congratulations to our Week 1 Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, San Antonio MacArthur defensive coordinator Kevin Hurst. A very well-deserved honor for you and Ramos Nation, I presume they call them. Sure. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting. All across the Lone Star State, please become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash Insider. A lot of good stuff there. Two magazines. Why don't you just go there? We'll tell you what's on there. TexasFootball.com slash Insider. And you'll, you know. <laughs> You can figure it out yourself. It is two magazines and a year's worth of exclusive online content. Uh, real good stuff, too. We think it's pretty good. Including computer projections of every game. So, you know, consider that. <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing. All right. It is Mailbag Friday. Mailbag Friday. Before we get to that, uh, some Thursday thoughts from yesterday. Um, the Packers won. Yeah. That's what we're all here for. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Um. No. Roy Roy Robertson Harris got some run. Uh, the uh, sure. the uh, the defensive lineman from Utah mm-hmm. for the Bears. Um, no, uh, let's see across the state. Uh, I think the game we were all really looking forward to was Arlington Martin and Hebron. That was a game that we kind of uh, that suddenly became super interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Arlington Martin jumped out. Arlington Martin had the weirdest first half of all time, where they went up at halftime twenty four to nothing with minus thirty yards of total offense. <laughs> And I don't know how that happens, but uh, I think it's time to consider Arlington Martin for real. That's an F apostrophe real. Um, they looked really good. Uh, the game that I think after all the controversy went down last night was El Paso Eastwood and um, Plano. Plano mm-hmm. ended up winning uh, a close game. They got a game that got closed in the fourth quarter, but Plano ends up holding serve and getting a win uh, over a very game El Paso Eastwood squad. Uh, a couple of other things that caught my eye. Um, Richmond Foster lost to Fort Bend Travis, and that is not good. That is not a very good look. Uh, um, so keep an eye on them. Uh, North Shore did end up winning that game, right? I think we would have we would have known. I, I would have heard about yes. that if they Rich had lost. Point, yes, they beat Rich Point. They beat Rich Point, but they were um, they were struggling mm-hmm. in, in the early going. Now I think that they are they are without two of their three big players right now. Shadrick Banks is hurt. Zach Evans, from what I understand, from what John Kay said, is, it, it, is they are dealing with disciplinary issues with Zach Evans or Sarah running back. So it was basically Demetrius Davis. They pulled away. Um, he had 194 yards throwing and 191 rushing. Yeah. He had to carry that offense. He did. He was their whole offense. <laughs> yeah. But Demetrius Davis was great. They end up beating uh, Fort Bend Richpoint. A good Fort Bend Richpoint team, mm-hmm. 38-7. Uh, I think it's fair to say that the North Shore defense is going to be pretty good. Sure. Right? I think that now through two games, we're comfortable saying that. When, that, when and if that offense gets back to full strength, they're going to be a problem. But for now, you know, you know, they're 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 plugging along. They got to win. Wins are win. It goes in the right column. The other one that I want to talk about was um, El Paso Franklin. El Paso Franklin. 
uh, beat Odessa Permian at Ratliff and beat them pretty handily, if I remember correctly. What was the final on that? Um, I can pull this up. You'll have seen live coverage of me looking up the score. 49 35? 49 28. 28. 49 28. Um, that is, a, a, first of all, I think that. You've got two really, really good 6A teams in El Paso this year, in Americas and Franklin. Mm -hmm. So, grain of salt there. But, Permian, now 0-2. Uh, you know, you're at home against a squad from El Paso that had to make the long trip on a Thursday. I don't know. Uh, some some red flags there. And there, by the way, there's some major implications there. Uh, I was kind of looking this up. If they were, you know, let's just say that Permian falls out of the playoffs. If they were. I mean, who knows, mm -hmm. right? But if Friendship, who's 1-0 and could move to 2-0 tonight, uh, if Friendship gets in the playoffs, that would bump Midland Lee to the Division One bracket. And that would be pretty significant uh, considering what Midland Lee's got cooking right now. So uh, keep an eye on that in any case. Those were some Thursday thoughts from around the state. And now we go to your questions here on Mailback oh, Friday. Oh, buddy, I think, we, I think we have like 20 already. The okay. most wonderful time of the year. All right, Chris, uh, Christopher uh, logging in on TexasFootball.com. Hey, My now. man. Hey, now. Is Vela still the best team in the Valley? They played close against Laredo United and beat Hannah, who missed the game-winning 29-yard 20 yard field goal. Um, are they the best team in the Valley? I mean, they're on the short list. Yeah. They are on the that's short the list. That's the easy answer. Yeah, I, I think they're on the short list. I would, I would include... Yeah, I think I'm comfortable saying that they're the best team in the Valley. There's, there's a couple of teams maybe at the 5A level that, I, that I'm, I'm a little bit bullish on, uh, but I, would, I think I'm comfortable saying that they, they are right now um, the best team in the Valley. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with Vela. Yeah. Yeah, check. That's fair <laughs> enough, right? Can do. Yeah. Uh, Jacob John says, sneaky good game in San Antonio tonight with Brennan versus Warren. Thoughts? Yeah, Ooh. it is. You know, San Antonio Warren is a uh, is a squad that, that I think I've got my eye on as far as um, a potential breakout mm -hmm. this year. Um, this would be a real feather in their cap. They, they looked really good in week one. Defense looked really good for Warren in week one. Um, but my question is going to be what happens when they go up against Brennan. By the way, another thing to, to remember this is a district game. They're opening District 28-6A play in week two. Uh, so if you're Warren, you can knock off uh, at least, you know, at least what, what can only be considered, you know, near the top, you know, a, a playoff team. Let's put it that way, mm -hmm. a playoff team. And if you want to, you know, if you want to squeak into there, we had them fourth in district. This is actually a matchup between the team we have predicted third in Brennan and fourth in Warren. If you're Warren... You can serve notice to the entire district that, hey, we're here to stay. We're here to make some noise. Um, I, I've certainly got my eye on this one. I think this is a sneaky, important game down there in District 28-6A. Uh, keep an eye on that one. We'll find out a lot about how this whole district is going to shake out. I think Brandeis remains at the top, but I would keep an eye on, on this game, certainly, in Brennan and Warren. That's my answer. That's Greg Tepper, age 33. Sure. Good answer. Tanner Solis asks, thoughts on Franklin versus Lorena? Good cross-divisional matchup here. Yeah, a really fun um, a really fun matchup here in that, you know, Franklin is a squad that, that I think every year has the same kind of expectations. Um, they expect to go out there and, and, and win their district or at least contend for their district. Uh, this is a, a team that I think is ready for prime time. Um, in Franklin, and and of course, when you've got a guy like like Mike Hedrick at the, at the helm, and they opened in in a big way, they they rolled past Hearn, looked really good against Hearn. Marcus Wade, their quarterback, looked good. Going up against the Lorena team that um, lost to China Spring in Week One, we know the kind of firepower they have. Lorena has a history of putting out real like quarterbacks we love, and Bradley Lena is the next quarterback we love out of out of Lorena. Um, my question is going to be. What does the Lorena defense do against what looks like a, a Franklin offense cooking right mm -hmm. now? If they do that, you know, it, to me, the, the, the onus is going to be on the Lorena defense. If they are able to step up and have a big game, then I think they've got a great shot to, to pull off the win. Um, step picked Franklin. The computer. The computer not, likes. I'm not supposed to tell you this because you're supposed to subscribe. I Please promise me if Franklin? I say this, you're going to subscribe. Yeah. Promise? No, I think the computer likes Lorena. Actually. They promised all of them just now. Uh, sure. Computer Close. has Franklin by oh, okay. uh, less than a field goal. So Jeez. they've got a very tight one that yeah. basically would say about a six-point game, five, six-point game on a neutral site in, in, in favor of Franklin. Also, like both these teams, I don't know. I don't want to say it's like a, a look-ahead game because obviously mm -hmm. both 
match up really well. But next week, Franklin has Mart, and then Lorena has Lampasas. Yeah. Like, so you want to talk They're going to be gearing They're going to be using this game to well, really figure out what they are. Well, and that's the other thing is that if you're Lorena, and remember, this is a 4A versus a 3A. It's yeah, a 4A yeah. Lorena and 3A uh, in Franklin. Right. Uh, if you're Lorena, you probably need to think about winning this game. Mm hmm. Because you if you're not, if you're not, Owen three is staring you in the face. Yep. Um, so that's what I would say. I, I think this is a really interesting matchup that you should keep an eye on in the Central Texas area. What's next, Max? Man, Rob Gross asks, "What was the biggest? Which team was the biggest surprise in Week One? I think it's like Travis. But yeah, I think it's any different. Biggest, biggest surprise. Yeah, just in general. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I mean, that was, yeah, that's not yeah. a positive surprise, but no. I would say, but I would it's a say, surprise. Yeah, it is definitely a surprise. Yeah, uh, I would say that they were a big surprise in, in Week One. Uh, I would say, I would, you know, I thought Tyler Lee beating Marshall was really mm -hmm. impressive. That sets up a really interesting matchup uh, this week." Uh, Tyler Lee and John Tyler. Yeah, that is a team that I, I certainly uh, would keep an eye on. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Geyer. Geyer because they like they got pummeled by Alito last year, and mm -hmm. that quick turnaround to not only be able to sustain offense and keep up with Alito, but beat them. Like you know, it is a six versus a five, but I mean it's Alito. Yeah, and Geyer hasn't always been able to match that. Um, Tyler Chapel Hill. Uh, beating yeah. uh, beating Crandall and beating him in a, in a way that was really really emphatic and impressive. Mm -hmm. They're up there. Um, I'd add in a team like New Do New Diana who took on Harmony and really the defense uh, flexed on them. That that was impressive. Wall, yeah. I think we we've kind of talked about them, but Wall was super impressive with their win over over Mason last week. Um, yeah, uh, Jefferson Jefferson's another one out east. Uh, their win over Pittsburgh really caught my eye uh, in week one. Uh, those are just a handful of ones that that I think were uh, uh, that were looked really good. A uh, mesquite horn too. Mesquite horn mm -hmm. beat um, John Tyler. Did I got that right. Yes, John Tyler. Yes, yeah, yes. Um, that is that is impressive to me. Those were ones that that really caught my eye. Uh, this is a very important question for our man Eddie Jackson. Hot sauce talk. What's your hot sauce of choice, and what do you normally eat it on? I'll defer to Max. Oh. Will you? Yeah. Okay. Because okay. well, I'm I'm not not a big hot sauce. Guy. Interesting. Hmm. I'm not like I I will do the um the Cholula on some things. Mm -hmm. Sure. But like I just I never like crave hot sauce. Okay. okay. Sometimes if if I do do hot sauce, it's on like eggs. Okay. You know? Wow. Hmm. I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah. Did you think I was like a big hot sauce fan? Uh, I just thought you I had. Just figured you ate some. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, like, I yeah, ate some. Like you have some takes. You don't got any takes? I ate some. Not really. Wow. I just you know I'll, it's it's I'll, not my thing. I can bring this home. Ish, you, you got some. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. tapatio and yeah. Uh, Cholula. Yeah. with eggs or Cholula's grilled very cheese. Quesadillas. Cholula is very good. Cholula is very good. Yeah, Cholula's got that smokiness. Do you have a preference on the Cholula? Just go the original. I just go original. Um, but I mean, I I actually prefer tapatio. But like, I'll take either or. Right. All right, so, uh, yes, I have, like, 800 hot sauces, so I am the man for this question. <laughs> That's why uh, I defer to you. Yeah, no, no, no fair enough. Uh, and my favorite uh, Mexican place in Dallas and Fort Worth is Salsa Limon, and the reason I go is because they're homemade hot sauces. They have a jalapeno and a habanero there that I will drink buckets of, and my face will turn red, and I won't care because it's delicious. <laughs> um, definitely have a lot of Cholula. I think I have, like, four different Cholula flavors. I have the Tapatio. Mm -hmm. uh, Secret Aardvark habanero no, really? sauce. That stuff's Secret great. Secret aardvark. Yeah, it's really great with like barbecue. Hmm. Unbelievable. Here, here's yeah. one of the things that, that I've I've come to yeah. um, is that like hot sauce has become kind of a competition. I, I blame hot ones. Yeah. Um, well, it's just like let's see if we can hurt yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Let's just make like yeah. the dumbest hot sauce that, that nobody would ever eat voluntarily. But because right. it hurts so much. Right. It's yeah. like that's like eating is not supposed to be pain. Right. right. Um. Like it's supposed to be. Fl that's that's where I get it. Is that I think I've been. Uh, <laughs> really? you tried, you tried I think that I tried really? to stay away and I couldn't. I tried. I tried to veer off, but it, uh, it was right in front of me. Um, but the 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 thing for me is that if you get a hot sauce that is more hot than flavorful, mm -hmm. it oh, yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. And it ru and it like yeah. legit it ruins ruined food. food. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I'm. That's why I think I just generally stay away from it. But yeah. you know, obviously, if you're going to a taco place or something like right. that, right? Hot sauce on it. I don't begrudge you that. Sure. No, that's fair enough. It's I, that's that's my lukewarm take on hot sauce. I have way more than that, but those are kind of the staples. That's those are my go-to's yeah. for sure. Um, all right. Next question. Mm -hmm. Someone named Corey Hogue. 
wants to know Tepper th- what Tepper thinks Sounds about like SFA versus Tarleton tomorrow night. Um, I'm very interested in seeing this is this is to me a game that yes, Colby Carthel had Baylor circle. He was very excited about that. But to me, this is the game that if you are um, if you're the new coach there at uh, SFA, mm-hmm. Colby Carthel, you are really excited about this particular matchup because um, I think that you are I think that you're 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 saying this is an opportunity for us to make a statement that yeah. We are in the Southland Conference, and mm-hmm. we're going to make some noise. You get them at home in front of what should be a pretty fired-up Homer Bryce Stadium. It's on TV. Well, it's on ESPN3. Um, this game is, is huge. I think there's a lot of storylines here. Uh, this is – Tarleton's, I think, pretty clearly – I think I think Tarleton has to be your favorite. I think they're they're ranked, right? Like, they're a top-ten yes. team in, in – Yes, in, they, in they are title contenders this year, Yeah, for they're sure. title contenders. Yeah. Uh, this is about, like, emotion, you know, and this is about, like, the can – can Stephen F. Austin ride the wave? Um, Tarleton is seven. yeah. Tarleton's legit. Tarleton's legit and 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 on the very short list of Southland contenders. Yeah. Stephen F. Austin can certainly launch themselves and say things are different already. <laughs> uh, that is to me the storyline here. The storyline obviously is 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 who's going to win and it's going to have a big impact on the standings. But one thing I'm very interested in is is can these two teams. Um, you know what happens when you get this wave of emotion with a new coach and and what feels like a new regime there at Stephen F. Austin. Um, what happens at home in front of a packed Homer Bryce Stadium? Fair That's enough. Me. Maverick Cassidy says Ishmael. How about Texas State bringing back the gold helmets? Oh, also, I bought I a it. new Texas State shirt with the cartoon Bobcat at Campus Outfitters, Sweet. and I ended up meeting Zach Spavital. Hey, nice. Oh, That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. No, I I love that the. For those of you that don't know, Texas State kind of ditched the, for the longest time under Bailiff and Wright. They had gold helmets, maroon uh, uniforms, and I think I think it changed under Fran. Technically, they went to maroon helmets, and so it was maroon logo, maroon helmet, kind of everything maroon. And I don't know, there was something about the contrast of the gold that was really good. They had gold uniforms before, but they never went back to the gold helmet. Well, they in their hype video for their uniform announcement, they announced they showed that they're not only bringing back the gold helmet, but it also has a really nice uh, maroon and white stripe going down, Ooh, which looks really nice. sweet. Um, nice. I think there's some logo differentiating on the sides too, like with the state of Texas or something. But um, yeah, I'm excited because it. As bland as it got for a while, because there was no, there used to be no uniform variation. <laughs> yeah. But now, but. Uh, Every recently, there's been so much variation, but it's also like, all right, but can we bring back the gold? Because oftentimes it feels like gold's getting left out of the the discussion. It's just like, oh, Texas State's maroon. It's like, oh, it's maroon and gold. They're maroon and gold, yeah. and it should be. And and really, I've always thought of them as equal parts. That right, you know what I mean? Right. Like, um, and and because like I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll say this. Like, I think everybody in the state kind of associates maroon with A and M. Yeah, and so it's like the combination of the two is Texas State. Correct. And so that's what I always and and. Hot take: I really like their gold uniforms. Go- like, I thought they were good. I thought they were nice, yeah. and and so I, that's to me. I, I would love to see gold make a comeback for Texas State. That's, oh, that's like to, yeah. more than just a like an accent color. I'm What's here nice for all uniform hype. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Thomas, who would like to be first four through the door without doing any of the work, <laughs> also has a question. Greg, how do you think Brock will do against Iowa Park tonight? I think that they better watch out. Yeah. Um, I think Iowa Park. I think Iowa Park's legit. And, an and inauspicious start. For I mean Brock. that win that win last week in in overtime uh, was uh, was impressive over Childress, and um, Childress. Did I get that right? Did they play Childress in week one? Iowa Park or Iowa Park? Iowa Park? Uh, no. No, who they play? That's wrong. Who did Iowa Park play? They issues played. Holiday. Holiday. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Okay. Um, I that was that a good, good overtime win. Up. Um, Iowa Park gets them at home. Beautiful Iowa Park Stadium. We love Iowa Park Stadium. Um, yes. And Brock, I mean, Brock's got to figure out some offense. I mean, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. You, you get shut out by Brownwood, and, and God loves Sammy Burnett there at Brownwood, but he would admit, I'm not a defensive guy. He's a, he's a guy who thinks offense first. And so, uh, to me, they've got to find a little bit of, they've got to find some offensive firepower if, if they're going to get off the mat here. Now, again, I don't want to overcook it. It was a 4A over 3A last year, last week, and, and, and you sh- you would think um, that, that that's the way it should be. But... Uh, I would just say that this is uh, this is certainly a a, a, a game to uh, to keep an eye on because we really truly could see Brock uh, fall to zero two. Now Brock, you know, basically they, they play a tough schedule. They, they lost yeah. they lost they fumbled the ball seven times yeah. and they lost it three times, yeah. uh, and they they got picked off. So they got to clean up the turnovers. They just gotta they gotta 
clean up. And if they clean up, I think they're the favorite. But if they don't, they're staring mm-hmm. 0-2 in the face. And that would be a place that I think we have not ever seen them, maybe. Mm. So it'd be interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. Iowa Park's also pretty legit, too. I think I, I think Iowa Park is, is a program that last year. Well, they year, made that run last year. Last year, pe- they surprised people by making yeah. it to the semifinals. And I think that they are. I think that last year they were a year early. I yeah. think they, there's an argument that they that this is the year that they make their their move. Fair enough. Uh, Deshaun Christopher says, "Do you guys have any opinion on the Marshall Mavericks QB getting kicked off the program and now playing for a Louisiana team and the situation revolving around Zach Evans?" Mm. So we have some issues. Uh, yeah. So is th- is that confirmed about JJ Green? I don't know. That's just I what Deshaun's have, saying. I, have, yeah. I haven't seen any news reports. I've not it. seen any news reports. I but this I know is, he's not with the team. This is like that's the, all I know. this is like the third or fourth person that's told me this that, yeah. that he's off the team. Um, and then uh, he lumps it in with Zach Evans. Zach Evans, the the running back at um, Echelina Park North Shore, was held out of the of the game last night. Um, look, I don't have any inside information. I want to be clear about this. But looking at some, there's some news reports from that region okay. saying that he's not on the team. Um, look, ultimately, it's important to remember that these coaches are teachers first and foremost, mm-hmm. and that they're not going to put up with any mess. And I don't know the, the 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 circumstances surrounding these two these two guys, but if you are Jake Greedle and and John Kay, I think especially with Jake Greedle at Marshall, where you are. A first-year head coach, you're taking over. You've got to set a tone, and so I don't know what happened with JJ Green. I'll try to dig and see what we can find, but in the end, uh, you have got to deal with the the kids you have on on your team and, and do so in a way that is going to be most positive for your program. Same thing with John Kay. And, and look, there is I, I I don't again I don't know what happened with Zach Evans, but if he did something that was detrimental to the team. You have to treat him like every other player. Yep. Like you have to treat him like the backup offensive guard. Yep. Even though he's like the number one prospect in the country, and so yeah, I I, I don't know the specifics, but you've just got to remember that these these coaches are trying to maintain cultures in these programs, and that is always going to take precedence over winning. Um, let me rephrase that. It will always take precedence over winning games that, in the end, in non-district play don't matter and as far yeah. as getting you to where you want to go there's that uh steven smith says dance around that enough uh, yeah, i think yeah. so uh steven smith says surprise with goliad's week one loss a little bit a little bit uh yeah. that was not that was um a little bit um now look i think that columbus is a pretty good team and and you know that was a team that i know was a is a, is a matt step special that was a matt step hipster pick right <laughs> Mm-hmm. Columbus, he really liked them, and Columbus jumped all over them early, and that that was one yeah. thing. But the biggest thing, you know, if you are Goliad, um, you've you've got to find, you know, we know they're going to want to run the ball, and Sean Justice had a pretty good game, 161 yards and three touchdowns, pretty good for them. But they got to have that offensive bounce, and the sophomore Reese, uh, Reese Runke just you know struggled, probably looked like a sophomore. You know, yeah. the numbers are not impressive. Um, and then, by the way, look. The defense was not great. The, de- the defense put them in a 14 nothing hole early, um, and that's hard to do, especially on the road against a good team in Columbus. Now, I think Goliath can get right this week, and, and they'll you can make them forget about that game real quick if you beat Refurio, uh, but that is a lot easier said than done. Yep. And so, yeah, this is this is a, a tough, you know, and they, they could be staring 0-2 in the face. Uh, and by the way, then they go to George Ranch. Or I'm sorry, George Ranch. George West. <laughs> George West. That would be really. That would yeah, be really that'd tough. be really tough. <laughs> They're playing six high. Yeah. Um, they go to George West. Not easy. Then they play Rockport Fulton. Not easy. Then they play at Shiner. Not easy. Yeah. Okay. Um, they get in district play, and uh, you know Edna and Yoakum are at the back half of the schedule. But I'll say that right now they district. they got yeah they got to get they got to get right, and and, and I, it's not time to hit the panic button because I think Columbus is a, is a quality squad, and especially a quality four A. Do I have that right? I think they are a four A squad. That sounds right. Sure. I'm going to trust myself. Yeah. I'm going to say go. I'm Probably say shouldn't. Well. Probably shouldn't. Um, but to me, that is, that is um, it's not time to hit the panic button. No, I'm sorry. They are a 3A squad. Yeah. Uh, the thing, the thing panic, is, you look at that game, though, and I think, I think the point you're making, though, is like you look at Columbus and you go, well, that's not a team they should lose to. But Columbus mm-hmm. is actually pretty good this year. And, Here's, and we've been banging that drum for a couple weeks now. I think Columbus is a pretty sol- uh, I think Columbus is a solid squad, a, a program yeah. you need to keep an eye on. Here's the more concerning thing, Okay. All those teams, pretty much all those teams I listed, with the exception of Refurio, they're all 
in the same region. Yeah. So you could see Columbus again. Yeah. You could see George West again. Those are two teams that, that we have projected to win their districts. You could see them in the playoffs. So if you're goalie, you want to get where you're going. Gotta you gotta, these you're gonna, you, these are the teams you're going to have to beat. So mm-hmm. that is that to me is a little bit concerning. But again, week one, one data point. Don't overreact. Yeah. See what happens this week. Th- this week, even if they lose to Refurio, um, if they look good doing it, I think there's a lot of positive. Yeah. Let's see. I want to make sure I pronounce this right. Tim Kinney, who do you think will uh, come out ahead in Pleasant Grove and uh, Henderson this evening? Uh, this is in the picks. It is in the Greg picks. does preview this. Is, is it one of your spotlights or no? Yeah, uh, not one of my spotlights, but it's, well, I, I pick it. Okay. Um, yeah. I think that there will be a football game. <laughs> it will go 48 minutes. <laughs> and I think that... No, I, I picked uh, Pleasant Grove. Yeah, we're picking Pleasant And um, I think it's easy to see why. Um, you know, they, now I think... You Hen- are very high on Henderson this year. I am. I yeah. think Henderson's got something cooking. And, uh, and I think that this is the kind of team that can... Um, I think this is the kind of team that can test Pleasant Grove and give them some trouble. Uh, you know, Henderson looked pretty darn good in their opener against White House. It's a 5A team. They beat them 23-0. Defense really showed out in that one. Defense is going to need to be great against Pleasant Grove because this Pleasant Grove offense is, 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 has all the pieces to really get out and, and hum. So that's one thing I'm, I'm very interested in. And by the way, this is a road game. It's a road game, and, and I am very interested. You know, what's interesting to me is Pleasant Grove beat Parrish last week, and I think in a lot of ways you could say Henderson is, 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 and, and Paris, uh, there are some parallels you can draw there. And Paris played them obviously very, very tough. I'm very interested in this one. I lean toward PG. Part of that is defending. This is is I I still think PG is the best team in four division two, but Henderson, coach like Phil Castle, still have it. They'll have a chance to make a run. What's next, Max? Oh, uh, let's see. Nothing else. Oh Even God, done. there's so many. Russell Boyd says thoughts on Buffalo versus Palestine Westwood. I think. Yep. Buff- um, probably gonna roll away with that. Um, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'll just say Buffalo's probably gonna figure it out. Yeah. I'm not too worried about Buffalo winning that. Yeah. Beep. What yeah. a great, what a great debut! Um, mm. You know they 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 lose to to Crockett yeah. and and a Crockett's a pretty good squad, but the the biggest problem was that the defense just just struggled, yeah. just struggled big time. I think they're going to be fine offensively. Uh, I feel like I think Coach Houston feels good about this quarterback Brett Hoffman, uh, but Computer yeah. has that as like a thirty point game. Yeah, computers computers got it uh, Buffalo comfortably. Yeah. Um, and so if you're worried, I, they should win. This is something that um, going up against a Westwood team that you know. Um, is is struggling themselves, but played alto tough in the opener. Um, this is a game that Buffalo's defense needs to step up and say, "Nah, we're good. Don't worry about us." It was we played a good team in week one, and we're we're good. I want to see what the defense does in this one. So that is my take on that. Sports. Great job, great job. Andrew Christensen says, "What's the biggest thing that you think we'll learn after week two? That's very general, and I would say if you want a general answer, we're going to find out which week one games were flukes right. and which yeah. ones were signs that there's trouble yeah. or good things coming. I'll give you an example. Yeah. We go back to last night, the yeah. Permian and uh, yeah. Permian and, and Franklin yeah. game. To me, that does two things. One, I think it tells us that Franklin's one of the best teams in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I think, two, I think it tells us that Permian may be down this year, mm-hmm. and as a result, if you want to keep drawing parallels... Remember, DeSoto beat Permian in week one, and we were kind of all going like, ah, man, look at DeSoto. They're back. Maybe, you know, let's, like, I want to see see what DeSoto does this week. You know what I mean? Like, DeSoto's got um, uh, Jesuit, and Jesuit is a team that can test them. Mm -hmm. So, to me, that's that's where I'm going with it, is that, you know, we're literally doubling... Mm -hmm. We're literally doubling the data points, yeah. and we have to take them in equal measure. Yeah. And so if you have two data points that are pointing in opposite directions, you can just kind of hold on and wait for more. But if you have two data points that are pointing in the same direction, then you start going, okay, that's a that's a trend, and it may be a slow start. Mm-hmm. Okay, We've had teams that have, lost, that have started off 0-5 and, and end up looking pretty good toward the end of the year. Yeah. But to me, I this is this is a... This is a reinforce or reverse type week. Mm-hmm. We, we've got this week one data point. We feel like we, we know what that tells us. Does this reinforce it or does this go against it? Because, uh, like, for example, last night, Arlington Martin, okay? Another example. We were like, we were super impressed with what they did against Lake Travis last week. Yep. We want to see what they did against Hebron. 
pretty darn good. Yeah. That reinforces to me, all right. Anytime you can lead 24 nothing at halftime while having negative and you, offensive yards. And your offense right? has no-showed. Yeah. You're looking pretty good. Yeah. That is something to me that, that I'm, I'm looking for. Is, is I'm going to spend tonight on Fox Sports Southwest as scores are coming in going, okay, uh, that team's legit. They're 2-0. and and, and, again, with the way that high school scheduling goes – Two and zero. Not all two and zeros are created equal. There are going to be te- there are going to be teams out there that are two and zero that you are just like okay, yeah, but you haven't played anybody. But then there are going to be other teams that are two and zero, like like we mentioned with Martin, or it's like that's a legit two and zero, and you go okay, you've beaten Lake Travis and Hebron. Yeah, thumbs up. Good start. Uh, keep an eye. That's something that that we'll find out tonight is uh, and and f- another perfect example for you. Because you're going out to Rockwall, right? Or you're going to it's at, at Rowlett. It's a uh, HBJ. HBJ. Yeah. You're going out to Johnson Stadium in Garland to watch Rockwall and Rowlett. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested in your response and uh, what you have to say from Rockwall because yeah. look, it, we have a pretty good feeling that this Rockwall offense is going to cook. Yeah, I want to see what they do against against this de- uh, on defense. Yeah. Right. I want to see. I want to see if they can live up to the hype a little bit because you know projecting. Projecting, looking towards the playoffs and all that stuff, we know we expect them to make the playoffs. We expect right. them to probably run, probably run into Allen. And mm-hmm. depending on what we think of Allen this year, is this a Rockwall team that I feel can you know maybe pull the upset this year? You know, as, mm-hmm. as obviously the past couple of years has they've been their downfall. So things like that. You mentioned like Travis. Um, you know, they got Mansfield Timberview. I think this week. Like you know, what are we going to see from them this weekend? Um, some more conclusions you can draw. But week week two is like you mentioned, it's like getting rid of the outliers, trying to figure out what correlates and what's actually a data point. It's, it, it, that's where we're looking at. We're, we're looking at throughout the, throughout the year, we're mm-hmm. constantly gathering information about all these teams. And at some point, there's a trend. Yeah. It may not be in week two. Mm-hmm. It may be week four before we really feel like we have a trend line on a team. But this is at least going to uh, establish some sort of arc, whether it's flat, whether it's up, whether it's down. We'll find out a little bit more tonight. Yep. Daniel Heath Foley, kind of piggybacking off this idea, I suppose, is how much trouble do you think San, o- San Angelo Central might be in after that brutal loss <laughs> yeah. last week? Again, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's the kind of thing that we, you know, last week that was not good. And what, Shoemaker? Yep. It was clean Shoemaker. Cleaned out by Shoemaker, too. They got drilled. <laughs> yeah. 54 to 21. Yeah. Well, now you play a team in Del Rio that. You should overmatch. Plain yeah. and simple. Like yeah. they should, they should overmatch this team. Um, and the, I mean, look, not to get a uh, please promise me you're going to subscribe. But our computer <laughs> rankings, they're one of the biggest followers in six A. Yeah. They got clobbered in the. Remember, they started the year I think fiftieth in our six A rankings. They fell to a hundred and thirty fourth. Hmm. Um, the computer was not impressed by that. Um, go out there, take care of business, get Del Rio, get right. Um, if they struggle against Del Rio tonight, that is this is this is one where I, I I don't mean to put this kind of pressure on, but like style points matter here. Yeah. Like I feel like from my perspective, as as somebody who who is trying to analyze these teams, style points are going to matter. Mm-hmm. For Brent Davis, the, it's about get a win and leave. That's the end of the game. But for me, as an analyst, I'm going to be paying attention to the ins and outs and what this team looks like. If they come out there and they drill them sixty six to nothing, then you go okay, eh, you know, bad week one. Let's see what happens moving forward. But they go out there and they play with their food, and they and even if they end up winning something like, you know, 34-33, then I'm like, okay, what's up with with Central? <laughs> so, again, we're going to find out a trend line tonight. Maybe it was a bad week one. Maybe Shoemaker's a lot better than we thought. Maybe. But to me, that, that's, that's where we're heading on this one. Uh, Josh Chappa says, what are Max and Isha's thoughts on Argyle, La Vega? Who you got? Tepper hates my team. Lol. <laughs> Uh, you're not going to like my answer either. Uh, I will not be surprised if Argyle wins this game. Yep. But uh, I've just learned in this uh, this particular fight, the style that seems to uh, win more often is La Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was at this game last year, and Argyle won, and I was like, I felt like La Vegas was the better team. Well, remember, yeah. they won know. last week with last year without John Richards. Like right, that's fair. At, that's yeah. fair. At, that's fair. Um, and it was, a, yeah. it was a kind of a battle to the end. So, yeah, yeah like Max, I would not be surprised if Argyle wins. Yeah. You know, okay, that's they're they're both really talented and state contenders, obviously. Yeah. Um, but huge, yeah, that that huge style. props to both teams for always playing this game. Too, right? Yeah, way. exactly. It's like awesome. the fact that yeah, the yeah. fact that we can see this matchup yeah. that should be a yeah. state semifinal <laughs> every year, um, or whatever region final or, state or semifinal. Um, yeah, no, it's it's 
come the fourth quarter, like you just kind of hate going against La Vega. <laughs> like, yeah. Come the fourth quarter, everything just hurts when you play La Vega. Everything, everything hurts whenever <laughs> you play La Vega. That's a good way of putting it. Everything hurts. <laughs> this is the other thing, and I, I don't want to draw it back too far, but um, last year, um, La Vega went undefeated at home. 2017, they went undefeated at home. Mm-hmm. 2016, they went undefeated at home. 2015, they went undefeated at home. I'm trying to find their last home loss. Um, they have been very good at home. And, uh, yeah, in 2014, the last time they lost a game at home. Uh, the last, their last home loss was to China Spring in 2017. Hmm. Or, I'm sorry, in 2014. Um, they're hard to beat at Willie Williams Stadium. That's another thing. Is Remember, that loss, you, you said you mentioned mm-hmm. you, you watched their, their regular season game. Their regular season game was in Argyle. Yeah, that's true. And so they have a home field advantage, and that should weigh into your consideration as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great game. I think it's. I think we find out a lot about both these teams, and I think Argyle most definitely looked the part in week one. Yep. Um, I want to see what happens when they when they get socked in the nose because um, that is what La Vega does to everybody, yeah. regardless yeah. of who you are. They, yeah. they go out there and sock you in the nose. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. We still love you. I promise. <laughs> Linda Chin asks, how do you think the NS Lions will do this year? Certainly encouraging hey, after winning the Battle of 287, a, huh? Uh, yeah. Another thing like we didn't, we didn't mention very much. Very off the radar last week. Yeah, but, but NS looked excellent in their win, uh, Battle 287. They beat, um, beat Waxahachie. And yeah, this is a that's a really really nice win for them. Remember, we kind of went out on a limb in the magazine. We have them winning the district. Mm-hmm. We have them winning District Eight, um, A five eighty one. Computer was impressed for the most part by what they did last week. Now, I will say, don't they're playing Bishop Lynch this week? Mm-hmm. Bishop Lynch is one of the best private school teams in the state. So I'm not trying to make excuses beforehand, but it wouldn't be a surprise if Lynch won this game. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be a surprise if, if Ennis is one and one. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. That's not going to temper my expect. That's not going to temper my expectations. I think what you saw last week from uh, from Ennis, especially from a defensive perspective, is really really encouraging. Uh, you have to feel like the offense will come around mm-hmm. because it's coached by Sam Harrell. Uh, I would like to see the offense get a little bit more spark this week, but overall, extremely encouraging start. I want to see what they do against a really quality private school team in Bishop Lynch. There you go. Samuel DeLeon, photographer extraordinaire, goes, do y'all think I am sick for my tours across Texas? No, it's a sickness we all share. Well, y- no, you're wrong. It is a sickness. We're all just sick. But we're all just sick. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. you're amongst friends. This yeah. is this is a safe space yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be ill. Right. Uh, yes, yeah. you have an illness, yeah. but it is a wonderful illness, and we <laughs> celebrate your illness. That's the way to put it. Uh, Miziel asks, how long can Jared Fikach go undefeated? I don't think I'm stepping out of bounds when I say he'll never lose. I think yeah. that uh, – I, I think, think if Georgetown you were to draw – Eastview is now the rulers of the universe. I think if you were to draw this out, I think you would have to say that Georgetown Eastview is the greatest high school football team uh, in history. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. I think there's there's no way yeah. otherwise yeah, – okay. yeah. but in all seriousness. Um, they, they win in week one, mm-hmm. impressive stuff, and, and – and, Look, especially with a, a program, uh, you know, like Eastview that still he's looking, taking over, still looking for its footing. Yeah, still looking yeah. for its footing, but a good win mm-hmm. in week one. Um, this week, uh, look, they get New Braunfels Canyon. That should be a win, and that should be a win. Next week, they play Austin Northeast, which oh, is I think the uh, is former Lanier? Austin Reagan. No, Lanier. Oh god, which one of them? Because they always change so many schools at AISD. Austin Northeast High School is formerly known as Reagan. Is it Reagan? Because Northeast, formerly known right. as Reagan. It is, yeah, okay, known ge- as yeah. Geographically, yeah. it yeah. is Northeast. Look, they're gonna be favored yeah. against Reagan. Yeah. Okay, that should be three now. Then they have bye week. They open. It, then they open district against Marble Falls. New Tough. Coach. Should win that. New coach, but though. New coach at Marble Should Falls. be four now. Should, should Okay, they're gonna be favored in that. Yeah. Brenham. That's Brenham. Might be there. That might be the loss. That might be the loss. Bastrop, they can win close, yeah. but could win. Glenn? Leander Glenn, that's that's a game I'm gonna keep an eye on because I might be Glenn. Going to okay, yeah. Pflugerville Weiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look the, the, here. The funny thing about being in District Three Five A Division Two is, or Thirteen Five A Division Two, is that like basically outside of Brenham, there's almost like no known commodities. Right. Like you know what Brenham is. Mm-hmm. Brenham is a traditional power, and they should be. They should be it. But they get Brenham at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. The schedule works out really well uh, for them. Now, they're going to go through a lot of tight games because I think that whole district is just 
Yep. Real compact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of those seats. The difference between one and seven is really tight. But why not? Yeah. You know, they got a good win in week one over over a six A team in Round Rock Westwood. Why good not? Start. That's yeah. a good start. Why not, Jerry Fikach? <laughs> Our man Jordan has a very important question for Tepper. Mm-hmm. Is QPR still on the promotion path? You are darn right. They get the week off this week and then they play Luton Town um, in uh, next Saturday. Okay. So everybody tune in. You can Luton uh, Town. You can you can um, QPR Plus is their um, is their streaming service. Okay. So if you want to so log can... into that. Yeah, yeah. I'll you're that. laughing. You're laughing because that's a joke for like you and I. Yeah. But it actually is called QPR Plus. That's amazing. <laughs> and I pay an inordinate amount of money Just that is bad transferred stuff. into yeah. pounds yeah. to pay for that. Right. Uh, to pay to, for that, but uh, no, they are. Let me pull the 538 rankings. Let me see if Uh-oh. I can find this. Oh. Let me see. Striking um, distance. Yeah. Don't worry. Things are going good. Um, the championship. Let me find this. Um. Bu- but here we go. So right now, uh, of course, they have 10 points, but you guys already knew that. Uh, they are 20% to make the playoffs. They are 10% to get promoted. Mm. That's higher than mm. nothing. It's higher than nothing. Mm. Right now, they are ranked as the ninth best team in the in the championship um, based on like the their SPI or whatever you call it. Uh, yeah, I am. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. It's really going to happen. Sure. That's what's going on. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, would you like an extremely deep cut game, Mr. Oh Tepper? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, I'm going to take a guess. I'm not looking at the comments. You're going to have to go real small. Mm. Petrolia versus Olney. No. Dang it. Shot in the dark. Smaller <laughs> than that. Our Lady Donna Cole Six says, eight. how about our Newcastle Bobcats against Gordon? How about the Newcastle Bobcats against Gordon? Um, Newcastle, uh, rough start. Uh, but I think that they are uh, they're going to be fine. But they're taking on a Gordon team that uh, it's it's an interesting matchup of D1 versus D2. Um, Newcastle is a team that I think that, um, and I don't want to speak for our six-man insider, Lehman Saunders, but I think he would classify as kind of a, a, a sleeper. They looked okay in their opener against Jonesboro. Jonesboro is a team that we feel like is, is going to be going to be going places. Uh, now they take on a Gordon squad that also lost its opener. Uh, Who did they lose to? Ba, 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 ba. Oh, Waco Methodist Children's Home. Um, our friends at Waco Methodist yes. Children's Home. That's a, very good, that's a good private school team. They lost close. Um, this is a an interesting matchup uh, for me specifically because I want to see um, these are two teams that that I think the offenses found their footing late in those games. Mm. What who's there, who's able to carry that over? So I am yeah I'm I'm into it. Computer likes Newcastle oh. partially because they're at home. Yeah, but uh, yeah I think this, this is actually the right mix because um, Gordon is ranked higher. In Division Two, than Newcastle is in Division One, mm. but because of that, they kind of meet in the middle, and it makes for what should be a pretty good six-man game. So, if you're anywhere near Newcastle, Texas, go there to the game. Uh, speaking of Columbus, as we were earlier, Jeremy mm-hmm. Sickles wants to know what you think about Columbus and Lagrange. Yeah, you know Lagrange. You know we we mentioned Columbus and how impressed we were by by what they did in Week One. Uh, Lagrange looked good too, and Lagrange. The thing that impressed me about Lagrange and and Generally speaking, when I'm talking about a good Lagrange team and a team that I'm into is is because they have defense and the defense showed out last week. Uh, they looked really good uh, against Full Shear, which is a 5A team. You're, you're unfamiliar with Full Shear. This is a program that is still in its infancy, and I believe, um, are they a UIL team yet? Do I have that? Or, or are Full they? Or yes. Are they, they are. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. They're in their second varsity season yep. then. Yep. Um, but that's a 5A or a 4A rather. Uh, but Lagrange uh, looked good last week. And they did it in kind of Lagrangey type ways, where they ran the ball exceptionally well. Uh, this new quarterback, uh, Matthew Johnson, ran for 138 yards and a touchdown. I am interested. I think that Columbus, you know, what happens when this Columbus offense, which looked very, very good in their opener, what happens when this Columbus offense goes up against Lagrange um, at Lagrange? By the way, uh, that's the matchup for me. Is what does the Columbus offense do against the Lagrange defense? Interested in that. Um, yeah, I think I lean towards Columbus a little bit, but I think it's a good game. Uh, eight minutes to go, so we got eight questions to go. Tony Blaylock says he'll be at Clear Springs at Klein Collins on Saturday. Thoughts on that game? 
Clear Springs is going to need a bounce back after losing to Judson in Week One. Uh, Klein Collins is a squad that we've got, we've had eyes on uh, for a while. Um, they are, I think, have a chance to you know look good in, in Week One against a team they they overmatch. Who they they beat? They won like they won like forty five to nothing. Um, but it was a team that that like we weren't we weren't necessarily like blown away by what was it? Listen, oh, Alex Taylor. Maybe they left Taylor four yeah. five nothing. That's, that's, you, you imp- to win that's impressive, but that's what they that's yeah. that's you know they should win that game. They should win it handily. Offense looked good. Ran for two hundred forty three yards in that game. Kind of spread it out. Um, this is a much bigger test for them. I think Clear Springs is better than they showed against Judson, but that defense has got to make some strides because Mike Chandler and uh, uh, DeAnthony Johnson, DeAnthony Hopkins, not DeAnthony Hopkins. Um, <laughs> definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, whoever that is, uh, the, the new running back there for Judson, they looked, they kind of torched them. Uh, now, offense looked okay. Garrett Rooker, their quarterback, looked okay. To me, I want to see, I want to see the defense step up against what, what's looking like a pretty good Klein Collins offense. So um, that's the big thing for me. That's a Saturday game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Saturday game. Yes. There you go. Fair enough. Sports. Yes. Uh, Jeremy J. Meredith says, how worried should John Tyler be if they lose to Tyler Lee on Saturday and knowing that they have to play Longview next mm-hmm. Thursday on ESPN and Euless Trinity the week after that? Yeah. Um, this is – first of all, it's a must-win game because it's the Rose City rivalry, mm-hmm. and it's a game that matters to everybody and most especially to it matters to Rickland Holmes. Um, but I'm going to be honest. If they lose this game, they're staring 0-4 – a non-district right in the face. No, credit to them. It's a tough It's a tough district. Yeah. It Horn's is. a 6A, right? Yep. Yep. Tyler Lee is a 6A that we think is on the rise, and they play that every year. Uh, Longview, defending state champion 6A. <laughs> yeah. And then Trinity. A tough. Really good 6A. Yeah. Um, then they get into district, but that district is, is you know, yeah. dangerous. Yeah. You know, the district yeah. is, they're not going to throw their jock on the field and win that district. And, and they open up against Texas High. Not not easy. So yeah, I think if you're Rickland Holmes, you're telling these guys, look, we got to go out there and win this game because we got to get we got to remember what it's like to win. Then maybe you maybe you stun a team like Trinity, maybe you stun a team like like Longview. But this is a game that if you if you don't want to be stuck with an ugly record after non district, you got to go get this one. This is a big game. This is a big yeah. game, and, and and there's nothing, nothing. Tyler Lee would love to do more than send Cujo Nation to a tailspin. That's true. Nothing. That's true. Love that. Aaron Arbuckle asks, what's your favorite fast food French fries? The correct answer is Wendy's. Wendy's is excellent, and Wendy's finds a way to stay underrated. Yeah. yeah. Wendy's is excellent. There's not, nothing, really nothing else at Wendy's I want, but those French fries, if you They're swap really them in anywhere good. else, they would improve everyone really else's good. meals. I think Dairy Queen is underrated fries. Dairy Queen's underrated. I would agree with that. Dairy Queen's Dairy underrated Queen's. in general. Yeah. yeah. Dar- we were talking about that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. were you here? No, he wasn't here. No, yet. you weren't. That's okay. amazing. We were just talking about this. We, were we literally, literally were talking about how Dairy Queen is underrated this morning. We were oh, talking about awesome. food. <laughs> we, were talking about, we were talking about how um, how their their food tends to be pretty underrated because yeah. I think everyone goes to Dairy Queen Ice cream, for the same reason yeah. they go to Brahms, yeah. right? They go there. But same thing with Brahms. Brahms, you get a burger at Brahms? Not bad. Hmm. You can do worse. Um, Dairy Queen, give me that stank finger basket. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, Dairy Queen's good. Uh, the, the, the sleeper fast food is... Um, Jack in the Box curly fries because Ooh, curly fries. I do miss curly fries mm-hmm. as an option. More Jack in the Box curly yeah. fries, and and most yeah. importantly, um, if we may have a honest conversation, about <laughs> I probably should. They're a sponsor of Fox. Uh, anyway, yes, Jack in the Box. That's a curly, fair shout. Curly fries are great. That's a fair shout. I love that. I love the halvesy fries too. When yeah. they give you the uh, halvesy yeah. fries, yep. when they're like, "Oh, we'll give you half curly fries and half regular fries." Yep. I'm in the best of both worlds. Yeah. There you go. All right. Dan Keeling asks, what stadium has the best nachos? Uh, Paging Matt Stepp. I was about to say. That's a Matt Matt Stepp question, number one. We'll see. He's probably watching the show, and so we'll see if he Probably is if he chimes in. Slides into Slack. All I can really say is, A, nachos are like my favorite food. Like, I'm one of those people, if you gave me a trough of nachos. Are they really? If you gave me a trough of nachos. You've seen this. We go to to company dinners, like nice company dinners. Everyone orders like... A burger, a regular thing, and then I like get the huge appetizer nachos. That's my dinner. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. I'm a big nachos guy. We were when we went with Cameron Worthy out to um, the Vernon, Vernon for yeah. the for the story mm-hmm. uh, about the Northside kicker. Um, yeah, you got the big plate of nachos. Yeah, you're big, I do that. You are a nacho guy. I do that. We're waiting um, for Matt Step to see if he's watching. The show. I don't. Uh, I, 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 almost, I almost never go for nachos. This isn't yeah. a football answer. Mm-hmm. 
because the most surprising nachos I've ever, surprisingly good nachos I've ever eaten at a game mm-hmm. were actually at UTA's basketball stadium. What? Oh, really? Yeah. I went to a Dallas Wings game, and, like, whatever mm. the nachos were there, they mm-hmm. were amazing. Hmm. So is, is, that when, is that when DCTF Live Zone Sue Bird was in town? Yeah, yeah. We were, we were seeing Sue, and, uh, yeah, I went and got nachos, and I was like, these are shockingly good. I <laughs> was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. The the Rolodex of people that we've had on this show very weird. is truly it's not great. It's yeah. just bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> like we've had Bun B on the show. Yeah. yeah. And we've had Sue Bird on the show. Yeah. Like we've had arguably the best rapper to ever come out of Houston mm-hmm. and also the best women's basketball <laughs> player of all time. <laughs> and also like Mike Craven. <laughs> 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 Listen to his podcast, by the way. It's really good. Come and come and say it. It's really good. Okay, what's next? <laughs> Ryan Kolhanik asks, "What about East Bernard and Hitchcock?" It's kind uh, of a fun one. This is a Tepper special. It is a Tepper special. Yeah. I like this one. These, um, are games you, these are two teams you like. East Bernard, we bumped down in our three A Division two rankings through no fault of their own. Yeah. Uh, because um, because Gunner was so impressive and their win over Dangerfield to go on the road and beat Dangerfield. Um, this is a remember that this is a uh, I think there's a D1 over a D versus a D2 Hitchcock struggled in week one to to get any offensive momentum but honestly so did kind of East Bernard yeah. and so whose offense clicks East Bernard's your favorite in this one I think they're favorite probably by a considerable margin but I want to see what Hitchcock can do offensively and if they can get back in gear um, then they should be uh, then they should be just fine. But last week it was it was a little bit ugly uh, for Hitchcock. I think they're able to get back on track offensively. I still think East Bernard wins, but especially at home. But uh, keep an eye on this. Dan Keeling wants your thoughts on Mejia versus Teague. Buckle up, Mejia. Okay. I'm going to be honest. Be careful. Valerie Sandoval might be watching. I know she's going to be coming this is, for you. This is the first time I'm remembering they're playing this week. Um, yes, this is this is a game that has effectively evaded my radar. Yeah. Um, Mejia last week um, did not find the stops when they needed to, and that is going to be. I, I wonder if that is going to be a common theme for them. the The offense, I think, is going to be fine. I think Coach Sandoval's offense is, is going to get going. Uh, they played Cameron Yo last week. I think the offense is going to be fine. My question is going to be on the defensive side. Uh, Teague also kind of struggled defensively last week with their loss to uh, to Malikoff. But again, these are two talented teams. They lost to. Uh, this is a get-right game for both these squads. Mahay is at home. Um, computer likes Teague. I think I lean towards Teague as well, but it wouldn't surprise me if Mahay won this game. Yeah. I think this is close. I think that's computer, fair. The, the, go look at the computer projections on textfootball.com. I think it's closer than what they say it is. There that's what go. I'll say. Fair enough. Phil Vaney. Television's Greg Tepper. Your prediction for Magnolia versus Shadow Creek. Magnolia made it a game last year. They did, and... and uh, Shadow Creek, by the way, in our computer rankings, uh, number one in 5A Division One. Uh, they were awful impressive what they did last week. Um, I do not see Magnolia being able to slow down the Shadow Creek attack. And so this might be really pointsy, might be really high scoring, but if I'm trusting one team to get a stop, I'm trusting Shadow Creek to get a stop. And so it wouldn't be a surprise if both these teams are at least in the 30s, but like this could be a game that's like, 65 to 35 or something yep. like that. Um, I like Shadow Creek because of the defense. And as we close out the hour, our last question, very important for our man Jordan, JGA, he says, anyone here had the chicken sandwich at Popeye's? Nope. nope. Missed out. No, I missed out too. And we're all really sad about um, it. I, here's I the thing. Well, here's the other thing. I mean, there are so many people like – you saw like the videos of people walking up to Popeyes and seeing the sign that said they're out of the sandwich, and mm-hmm. but then they just stayed and it's like oh, I guess I'll just have Popeyes then. Like Popeyes is good. Go to Popeyes because Popeyes is good. Don't go to Popeyes just because they have a chicken sandwich. Yeah, like, like, it, it's probably amazing. Like yeah, by all I counts. mean, if you get the chicken sandwich, get it. Right, get, get a two piece. But like, like you just like, get everything. They're else. out. You're like, oh, okay, I'll just get, get the meal. <laughs> I guess I'll just eat yeah, at Popeyes now. Fine. Um, <laughs> their chicken strips are underrated. Yeah, I like their chicken strips. Everything there's good. Um, everything at Popeyes is pretty good. Um, uh, red beans and rice is real hit and miss. Mm, 
don't don't be dissing red beans and rice. I'm just no no no. I'm saying they're red beans and rice. It's uh, hit and miss. Don't be don't be. If you, don't, you, you this if is you your get, stance. This is my down, stance. If that red beans and rice has been sitting in that styrofoam I'll for an hour, I will, I will eat it's it. just not that good. It'll have care. marinated in the wonderfulness of, yep. of, of all of it. I just don't agree. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, agree. The longer it's in that building, it's fine. You just leave it out. Yeah. That's what I would do. I just want to go sit in all the seasoning. Just yeah. I want to sit there and just like and just have the the cologne of Popeyes. If Popeyes ever made a cologne. Amazing. I would buy it. <laughs> uh, that is it. Uh, if we didn't get to your question, I am so sorry. That's one hour of questions answered. If you'd like your question answered, get in earlier on Fridays at noon. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. My bosses want me to tell you to watch Fox Sports Southwest tonight. Please watch it. Uh, for Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today. <laughs>